This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast with John Clark. I'm your host, John Clark. Isn't it funny how that works? I know, it's surprising. Um, Welcome to another episode. It's going to be a really fun one. I'm really proud to say we have a bona fide copywriter on the show. You know how much I love copy. Well, you might not know, but if you know a little bit about me, you know how much I love copy and copywriting. Um, I love helping therapists dial in their copy and find the words to describe what they do. I love helping therapists create amazing taglines that inspire. Um, I just love this stuff. And it's a big part of running and growing a business. It's a big part of marketing is dialing in your message. So in this episode, I'm sitting down with Megan Katchigan, uh, who's a copywriter, and she's sharing her five-step process for creating compelling copy. It's really, really neat. Again, the first time I've actually really sat down with a professional, full-time kind of copywriter to um, to teach us more about how to create copy. And she's got a really simple five-step system that she's sharing with us today. Now... Let me also say that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Spruce. What is Spruce? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's it's basically an all-in-one communication platform where you can communicate with your clients and internally with your team about your clients. And guess what? It's all completely HIPAA compliant. So it's um, you're going to be able to have a phone number with your area code that goes right to your cell phone. You can control it there. You can even do teletherapy through the... um, uh, through the app. It's a wonderful, wonderful app. It's very easy to set up. Um, and, and for a lot of you, you're using things like Grasshopper, or Google Voice or whatever. And guess what? Those things are not HIPAA compliant. I'm pretty sure they're taking that data um, and putting it somewhere, right? Because it's free. And when things are free, that means people are using our data. So when you pay for something like Spruce, you're going to get a totally HIPAA compliant platform. You can sleep easy knowing all your communication, your texts, video, um, calls, et cetera, your voicemails are all completely HIPAA compliant. What's not to love about that? You can get started with Spruce. Just go to sprucehealth.com. Use the code PPW20 for 20% off your first month. They're even going to help you um, get set up with it and everything, transfer your number or start a new number. It's going to be really, really simple. So um, it's a great option for you to switch from an old phone provider or Maybe this is the first time you're setting up a phone number for your practice. This is a great chance to do that. It's also a great chance uh, for you to support the show by using one of our sponsored uh, products here. So sprucehealth.com, PPW20, use that code at checkout for 20% off your first month. Okay, here we go. Let's dive in. Megan, welcome to the show. I'm happy that you're here with me today. And um, this must be the first time I've had a legit copywriter on the show. <laughs> Even though we talk about awesome. copy all the time and I'm a big copywriting nerd. Um, so I'm really excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I, I gave the kind of official intro um, earlier, the official kind of bio. What else should people know about you and how you got started in this work and all that good stuff? Yeah, um, I got started a couple years ago, just a mix of my passion for writing and my fascination with 
human psychology and what moves people to action, what makes them buy is super fascinating. And then just um, an obsession with data-driven decisions that it's not just purely creative, but um, there's data behind it that you can use to drive your next decisions and make the best choice. Mm, nice. Yeah, there's um, a lot of people always ask me, they're like, well, how did a therapist you know, get into marketing or doing uh, a lot of marketing work? And to me, it is all psychology. It is all you know, creating an argument, changing the way people think or making people think, you know, or speaking to their problems, speaking to their desires, which is a lot of what we do as psychologists and therapists. So there's quite a bit of overlap there. Absolutely. I would think you guys are more naturally inclined to, <laughs> to this. I hope so. And, and yet therapists, um, we struggle a lot with our copy and, when I say copy, you should, um, well, everything is copy. That's the, that's one of the tricky things when we start talking about it. I often refer to copy as, um, the, the words on your website, on your core pages, on your bio page, on your homepage, um, as well as the copy within, let's say your regular blog content or even a tweet, right? In reality, that is all copy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, some people would distinguish between, um, like, so copy, direct response copy just means that there is some sort of call to action that you're asking them to do something, whereas people would distinguish content is more just educational, typically like a blog post or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 copy that serves different purposes or content that serves different purposes. But your your help as a copywriter comes down to helping people find the words to not only explain what they do, but then also to provide value in the form of their content as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and and um, how did you like? Why did you choose to to do this work? I love that they, so I do all kinds of copywriting, but my heart is really for writing sales pages and email sequences and stuff that can be used over and over again. So like email sequences that can be automated um, and you can use them to generate sales basically on repeat. So it really saves the the business owner a lot of time from having to repeat conversations and that's my heart is for being able to save people time while they are making more money for themselves so that they can spend that time and money with their family or loved ones or thing doing the things that really matter the most to them that sounds like a sales page right there <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like do this thing so that you can so that you can, so that you can, um, which is really a good way to actually get to the bottom of, of things, uh, and get to the bottom of, uh, why people want what they want. Right. Or let's say if you're selling a course, why people, why someone should want the course so that they can X, Y, and Z, right. Because people are trying to reach some sort of outcome or image that they have in their mind. And a lot of copywriting is helping to bridge that gap, right? Between the offer and that outcome that people are looking for. Yeah. We want to just kind of build their desires. Like what are they really searching for? What's this problem that they have and how can we develop a natural solution and then 
connect your offer to that natural solution. That makes sense. Cool. Um, so we're going to focus specifically on this kind of five part system you have, um, as it relates to creating content today, because that caught my eye in something you posted (laughs) recently and, um, and maybe another time for another episode, we'll get deeper into, let's say the direct response copywriting or the anatomy of a sales page or something like that. But for today, we're going to focus on your five part, uh, approach. So take it away. Cool. Yeah. So I'll just summarize the five parts at first, and then we'll dive deeper into what each of those looks like. So um, part one is developing a hook, something juicy and curiosity driven to really grab their attention. Part two is developing an emotional connection. Part three, um, removing the doubt and overcoming objections with proof. Part four, delivering the benefits. And part five, uh, having a clear call to action. So I'll jump right into the first one, having that juicy hook. Um, so this is applicable really to websites or your email list or social media content. Um, it's really generally applicable. So the hook could be like your headline of a blog post or the email subject line that's going to get them to click open. Um, or the first sentence of your social media post before they have to click read more. So this is really like if you 80-20 your success, like the 80% that, or the 20% that does 80% of your success is really that hook. Um, So they aren't going to click read more or open your email if that hook isn't juicy enough or curious enough for them to want to read more. So that I would argue is the most important part because it doesn't matter how great your body copy is if they don't even get that far. Yeah, that piece is essential, right? It's actually, um, we have done quite a bit of experimentation lately with our YouTube thumbnails and some of them Mm -hmm. have copy or some of them have a bit of a hook in the thumbnail. Some of them are even just an image, but we have split tested a lot of our videos and even just by changing that thumbnail or changing the copy on that, it creates dramatic results, right? And it just simply piques curiosity rather than just saying, you know, what the video is, right? Rather than just saying, you know, five steps, to set up your Google ads or whatever, mm-hmm. you create something more enticing than that, that piques interest. And it opens basically, some people call it like a feedback loop, right? And people naturally want to close that feedback loop or complete it by reading more or learning more, right? The, the, the trick is how do we do that in a way that's not like clickbait-ish, right? right? <laughs> or not misleading, right? Yeah, so we definitely obviously want to have integrity with our headlines and whatever promise you have in there or whatever you tease, you then, of course, have to fulfill with the body copy. So I think of those open loops as kind of like if you are watching a TV show or a Netflix and then they break to commercial and they kind of leave you hanging there and you're like, I need to know more. I need to know what happens. And so that's that's what your hook is that like, that hanger before going on commercial break, so to speak. Yeah. Cool. So the first thing we do is we hook them in, right? We give them a reason to click through to the piece of content. Um, Anything else around that on the hook or kind of how to come up with one? Yeah. So typically that could look like a question or a how to or 
something that maybe calls out your specific um, audience member. So um, whoever that might be, you can use that language particularly so they feel like you're talking directly to them. So another one could be like um, uh, addressing a myth, right, about Mm -hmm. the topic, right? Or you might be surprised by these three things. I find that sometimes those things really help because people want to know, hey, if I'm believing a common misconception, I'd like to know about it. Yeah. And those could often be something holding back them back from buying, like maybe an objection that they might have. So it would be a natural way to overcome that and just give them a little bit of just education around what is, and it establishes you as an expert too, yeah. and an authority when you're able to explain and overcome those common myths. Yeah. So w- w- let's say if a, a listener is creating a piece of content, would you suggest that they actually even write these, these five steps out and then start kind of building the piece of content or how do you use these in practice? Yeah, you could even use these as a checklist almost and um, go from there and then read back over it. And I like to just create a messy first draft first and just get all the ideas out on paper and just kind of brain dump, word barf it out. It's really ugly, not pretty at all, but all the ideas are there. So then you have something to work with because staring at the blank page is the worst. (laughs) And so just as long as you get something down there, it's so much easier to edit and rearrange rather than to create from scratch. So I would say get everything down there first and then at a separate time, go back through and edit it and uh, check and make sure that these five pieces are in there. Because, um, yeah, creating and editing are two different processes. Creating is obviously creative and editing is destructive. So you can't really do those two things successfully at the same time. And would you use this format for, let's say, a, a piece of content marketing like a blog post and also for, let's say, um, you know, a static page or something like a, a home page or a, a, a service page or something like that? Yeah, I would say homepage, service page, this is all applicable. Blog post, it could be depending on what your goal is with that. Some people always want everything to be pointing back to some sort of call to action and others simply want blog posts to just be educational and you're not necessarily pushing the reader towards anything. So it would just depend more on what your style is. Okay, cool. So we have hook and then next we had uh, emotional connection, right? Or something like that. Yes. Emotional connection is what we want to develop once we get them hooked and curious. So I say that empathy is the greatest tool of copywriting and people buy with their emotions first and then justify it with logic. So we want to really establish that emotional connection also helps build trust So a few ways you can do that is to, I think number one, the best way is to tell a story. Humans, uh, just in terms of memory, remember things best through telling a story. I used to be a teacher and plain old lectures, like they don't care. But if I told a story about it, then they would would be hooked um, and totally into it, remember it better. 
Um, so telling a story is super powerful and also just more engaging. It really captures their interest and, and can build their desire. Another way you can build emotional connection would be to what we call future casting. So that would be just getting them to imagine what their life could be like in the future once they buy your program or go through your course or work with you, whatever it happens to be. So that can be like, imagine if blah, blah, blah. And then you can fill in the blank there and get them starting to be like, okay, yeah, I would love for my life to be like this. Then you can, then we later go into steps on, okay, how do they actually get there? But you want them to be able to visualize it and see it in their mind first. I love that. And if you don't, um, you know, if you haven't thought about this for your readers or consumers or clients, this is a great exercise is actually to, to sketch out for a second with uh, you know, a client avatar, what is it that they want, right? If they woke up tomorrow and all their problems and pain points related to how you help were resolved, what would life look like? Ama- you can find some amazing ideas for copy within that. I've, I've written a lot of copy personally from that exercise alone. It's not very hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what makes that even better is you don't even have to write that yourself. You want to go in and ask your readers um, or your, your ideal clients, wherever they're hanging out, talk to them and ask them those kinds of questions and then use their own language back in your copy. So using their phrases in your market research is really powerful. And so then writing copy becomes more like assembling copy rather than you writing it yourself. It's actually better if you don't write it, but (laughs) You're almost having them write it for you. Yeah. uh, Clients can always describe, you know, how we help better than we can, especially when you're just starting out or let's say you have a new product or service or a new course or membership site or something. Um, It's incredible the kind of, you know, language you can get from, from clients and you can use that directly as a testimonial. You can also pull out really strong copy ideas from it. Um, I just love that. And, and, you have to be in two-way communication with your consumers or with your clients. You have to ask for testimonials or ask even just for them to give feedback in general. Um, and you have to be in that constant two-way communication. Otherwise, if you try to start writing copy in a, as a one-way exercise, that's where it becomes really difficult, right? To just mm-hmm. It's just going to feel like you're guessing. Mm-hmm. And I would say yeah. don't hesitate to ask them People are so happy to help out and share with you that it's not like they aren't going to think it's weird or whatever, Um, especially as therapists. You guys are good at making people feel comfortable um, and willing and able to share. So, yeah, that's huge. Um, All right. Moving on. Number three. Go for it. Yeah. Number three is... um, once, so once we have established the emotional connection, then you follow up with the logic. So that is with different types of proof. So many people, I mean, it's just a natural human instinct is we come in with doubt and we come in with objections and skepticism. And it's so funny as 
you know, a consumer and a copywriter, I see it in myself too. When I'm going to, to buy things that I'm like, Oh, I have all this skepticism and how are they going to, to overcome that? So it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. So a few ways I have, um, for proof that you can use are one, I think the best is using a customer story. So if people can hear it in the words of someone who has already bought and see, okay, it works for them. It can work for me too. That's the most powerful. So like we talked about testimonials or case studies are super powerful. You can also use um, facts or scientific studies, any sort of graphs or statistics might depend on your audience, how much they would appreciate that or not. But even, I don't know, I just worked with like a mindfulness coach and we used like a Harvard study on mindfulness to show like increased productivity in the workplace. So this is great. Even if you're starting out and you don't have too many strong testimonials yet, you can borrow authority from these studies as long as it's obviously relevant to what you're doing. And that's a form of proof as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. People, yeah, people are wondering, okay, if maybe this worked for the person who's selling it, has it worked for anyone else? That part is huge. But mm -hmm. the more you can deal with objections in your copy, the easier it's going to be, let's say when you get a client on the phone or you get someone, you know, in your checkout page or whatever it is you're selling. So that, that objection handling is, is, is huge. Right. And it's another, it's another step of empathy in a way, right. It's understanding not only the pain points, not only how to create that emotional connection, how to demonstrate proof, um, but also how to say, now that I've like, now that we're on the same page, I know what you want. I know what your pain points are. I also know what you might be thinking right now or what you're telling yourself in terms of what if this doesn't work for me? What if it's, what if it's a waste of money, right? What if this is a scam? So if you can start dealing with some of those objections, right? Or for therapists, right? What if therapy doesn't work? What if, what if you judge me or they might've had a bad experience in therapy before and you can start handling some of those objections through your copy that then by the time you get them on the phone, it's just going to be, um, more, mostly a matter of when's your next opening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So another, to add on to that, I think a lot of people, when they write copy, they're afraid of like sounding salesy or slimy or hypey or, and we you know yeah. hype always kills the sale and it's just, meh. <laughs> um, but overcoming these objections is a natural way to, to build that desire for what they want without sounding super salesly. It makes you more of just like you're a guy putting your arm around their shoulder, guiding them to say, okay, if this is the pain you have and this is what you want, here's how you get it. And so yeah. you just become more of a leader and a guide rather than a salesperson. Love it. Very cool. Uh, what's number four? So number four, then we get into the benefits. So maybe talking about some of the key features and how they are going to benefit or change or transform their life as a result. So like a before and after might be good in that situation. Um, this might be built into if you tell a customer story, that could also show off some of the benefits as well. It could be blended in. 
And then, yeah, I guess that one's pretty straightforward. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll it's, just... it's um, something that I, that therapists have often missed the mark on a bit with their copy is they will just write down a list of all the pain points or let's say all the kind of symptoms um, that are relevant to the client and then that's it. They kind of leave them hanging, right? And a really simple three-part copywriting system that I teach is to start with the list of their current situation and pain points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a middle part that is a bit about positioning you as part of the solution and how you help. And then the third section is just outcome benefits and outcomes, right? How might life yeah. be different? How might life be different after therapy? Right? So it's a really simple kind of three part, you know, sandwich. Um, but you have to have the benefits and outcomes part, right? That's a crucial part of, of copywriting and, and of making a compelling argument. Yeah. Otherwise you're just kind of leaving them hanging. Like they're like with you, like, okay, yeah, this person really gets me. They, it's like, they're reading my mind. They're reading my journal. And yeah. then, um, you've got to, yeah, you've got to follow up with, okay, so here's what life could be like. Let's, let's get there together. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And, uh, number five, number five is having a clear call to action. And so that is just about leadership. So you're basically saying, if this is what you want, here's how you get it. And people need to be directed, especially with being on the internet people, it's just getting more and more saturated these days. So people need to be directed. It needs to be simple and it needs to be clear. You don't necessarily need to overdo it, but you just need to ask the reader to take the next step, whatever that is going to look like for you. Yeah. It's amazing how many people leave this part out, right? They could have an incredible page, like a full blown sales page. And at the end, um, either just forget to call people act to action or the call to action is just not strong enough, right? I think the other thing that I like to pair with the call to action is what I call like planting a seed of hope, right? So you've made this argument, you've addressed their pain points, you've hooked them in, you've shown them proof, benefits, and then especially let's say for a therapy client, giving them that call to action. So the next step is book a free 20 minute, minute consultation because it can get better, Right things can get better. Like you can heal. There is hope, whatever it is. Um, you can avoid cliches if you like, but, um, (laughs) to, to pair a little bit of, you know, the, the call to action with uh, planting some seeds of hope, I think can be a nice touch as well. Yeah, that's super powerful. It's just a short, succinct summary reminder of, this is why you're you're spending your your precious time getting on the phone with me is because of you know XYZ benefit. Yeah. Cool. Well, this was incredibly succinct and I would expect nothing less from a <laughs> from someone who works <laughs> with words for a living. Um really quick here, Megan, as we wrap this up, first of all, are we missing anything from this? Second of all, I'd love to hear more about your process for working with people. And especially if anyone listening wants to reach out to you, what's it, what's it like to work with a, a copywriter? Yeah. So the, we, um, I'll just summarize again, the five steps we went over and then I'll Perfect. get into what it's like. So we talked about, um, the juicy hook or headline capturing their curiosity and attention then we develop the emotional connection. 
Then we follow up the emotional connection with proof by removing doubt and overcoming objections. Then we list out the benefits, both tangible and intangible. What will their life look like or how will they be transformed as a result of working with you? And then ending with a clear call to action. Perfect. So when you've got all of those in place, then that will help turn your content into clients um, and get, get you booked out with all those phone calls there. So working with a copywriter, it can look like a few things. Um, so there is done for you um, services where you can hire a copywriter. And so we often will go through and read things that you have already written so that we can adapt your voice. And so it sounds authentically like you and aligned with your values um, as we write as you. So we want to blend into who you are as much as possible. Um, and then also um, I offer templates. So if you want to be more involved in the writing process yourself, um, there's ways that we can just lay out the framework for you that's proven and it works. And then you can plug in your own voice and vibe and information for your business and then uh, move forward that way. Perfect. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> Megan, that's, uh, yeah, you've offered a ton of value for us, lots to think about. Uh, and I bet our listeners were taking furious notes this whole time <laughs> as they should. Um, uh, how can people find out more about you and how can they reach out and get in touch? Absolutely. You can find me on my website, which is megancatchigan.com. And we'll link that in the show notes for the spelling. <laughs> um, and so I think what we're also going to link, I have a website content template um, that is free. And so it'll help you with what pages do you need on your website? What should they say? What questions should they answer? And so you can use that along with the five points that we talked about today to just knock that out and really get it done and effective. And then I also offer social media caption templates. Um, I offer three free and then um, there are 685 templates you can buy. So that's like two years worth of content writing done for you. And so we will link those in the show notes as well. Just want to make it as easy as possible to help you get clients so that you guys can focus on actually serving your clients because therapy is so important and everyone <laughs> should have a therapist um, no matter where you're at in life. So yeah, our job as copywriters is to support you guys in, in the ways that we can. Fantastic. Megan, this has been super helpful and a lot of fun. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Thanks. Thanks for being here. And um, I look forward to having you again sometime for sure. Absolutely. Thanks so much. This was fun. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I have to apologize for like the second or third week in a row about my audio. It's just been terrible. And for an audiophile and musician like me, that's unacceptable. So I'm very sorry about that. The reason is well, it's a good reason. I have a new office that I'm working out of. It has no sound isolation whatsoever. And um, it's just been very difficult to record in there. So I'm working on it. I'm really sorry. And that's all I can say. Uh, I'm working on it and it's going to get better. So again, hope you enjoyed this episode. You should know that we are all over the internet with other free content like this. 
We have a rapidly growing YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and type in Private Practice Workshop if you want to follow along there. You can subscribe. You can check out the... Um, we have like over 100 free videos on there. So I work on those really, really hard, and we release about one a week, um, which is um, a lot. So a lot of free content for you there. Um, you can always head to privatepracticeworkshop.com to check out other content, the blog, etc. So uh, lots of free stuff for you out there. We do that to help you out. And, um, that's just what we do around here. We love it. Um, we also love supporting our friends at Spruce or being supported by our friends at Spruce and supporting them. Um, all you have to do is go to sprucehealth.com, use the code PPW20 at checkout for 20% off your free month. Go check them out. Switch your phone system. It's also a great way to support the show. All right. As always, um, the show is actually growing pretty well the past couple weeks slash months, which I'm happy about. We're also on Spotify now, uh, which is which is really handy. So if you like Spotify, go to Spotify, just search for Private Practice Workshop and subscribe there as well. Otherwise, tell a few friends about this show if you like it. And if you don't like it, don't tell anyone. It's as simple as that. Just keep it to yourself, you know? Um, anyway, I hope you have a great week. Thanks again for listening. Take care of yourselves. Keep doing great work out there in the world. And I'll see you real soon. Cheers. Bye.